You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Up in the Northwest, we have Adnan Kadir joining us. I just don't know what city you're in right now, Adnan. I'm still in Portland. Well, Portland is good. Okay, from Portland, Oregon, Adnan Kadir. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) You and I spoke earlier this year, quite a bit earlier this year, actually, about your new business, VeloPro, and I wanted to do a follow-up interview with you and see how the business was going. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's uh, it's going really well. Um, you know, like any uh, sort of technology startup, it has its ups and downs, and um, uh, it's, it's day-to-day uh, difficulties and its overall difficulties. But what's happened is that um, we've we've actually been in business, like open for business. We we spent time in development, but we've actually been open for business for um, about a year, a little more than a year. And uh, we've learned a lot about how uh, we need to position ourselves, about what people expect um, from the product, and um, about how to um, how to convey the message of what we do, which has been our our biggest challenge so far with it. Like people, you tell people that you're, you do training planning and they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, lots of people do training planning, but then you say, well, we, we don't exactly do it the same way and it's adaptive and dynamic and those things don't really, people say, oh, that sounds cool, but that doesn't really mean anything until you can actually show the people how powerful the software is and then they're all like, whoa, that's awesome. And then they tell their friends and then we get like a whole bunch of signups and it kind of goes in these kind of little bursts. So tell us again, what exactly VeloPro is. And then I'd really like to hear what you have learned this year. What has been feedback? Okay. So VeloPro is an adaptive, uh, it's subscription based adaptive dynamic training software. So what it does is it, um, it takes a certain uh, number of parameters around how many hours per week you have to train, which days of the week uh, you can train, what type of event you're training for, or what your experience level is and what your goals are, and um, and an estimate of your uh, critical power, which is um, uh, similar to FTP, your functional threshold power. And then it builds you a training plan uh, to get to the goal you specify. And it never gives you more than the hours per week that you can, uh, that you specified that you have time to train for. And then it never gives you workouts on the days you specify you can't ride. Um, and on top of that, it's all load based. And, uh, when you use a power meter, we have your load. The system has your, your load day to day. And when you, either make the the load the assigned load numbers or you don't make the assigned load numbers, the system adjusts your plan going forward. So it always keeps you on track, or it does its best to keep you on track to get to your goal. Obviously, if you sign up and you never ride, then you can't really get to your goal. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this, is, is this almost a virtual coach, or do coaches work with the program with their clients? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just choked a little bit. Um, uh, it is a little bit like a virtual coach. Um, but that said, 
training planning is a very small part of what coaches do, or I should say a very small part of what good coaches do. Um, because really, uh, a machine can do that. And that's what we wanted to do is we wanted to build a machine that could do that. So there's a lot of science behind load-based training, uh, behind cycling training and, and the physiology that goes into it. And what we wanted to do was leverage that, programmatize that, and uh, with technology we have now, such as GPS units and, and power meters, um, we can get a really good idea of exactly what every rider does. And so we can programmatize their uh, periodized training program and allow it to keep them on track for that part of it. And what that does is it'll allow the rider's coach to focus on other things like their nutrition, like their technique, um, their bike handling skills, um, managing their travel, um, and the psychological aspect of it. So it, it, the goal with VeloPro eventually is to, to sort of free the coach from um, what to some extent is busy work in, in training planning. And you yourself are a good coach, a very good coach. You have Elis Endurance, which is your coaching site. It, I mean, you you were part of the development of VeloPro. Did you ever have any feeling of, well, this might take some business away from, from me? Or, you know, it really does seem to fit your philosophy. So how did that take place? Yeah, well, that actually, you know, I, I get that question sometimes um, when I describe it to uh, people, they say, well, aren't you putting yourself out of business? And um, I'll, I'll just say again, you know, training planning is, so in reality, training planning is a very small part of coaching, uh, relatively speaking. Uh, but in, in the public perception, often people will go and seek out coaches because uh, they want a training plan. And so Often to a customer, the training plan is, you know, 90%, or at least they go into the relationship thinking, well, what I'm really getting is a training plan, and that's that's really important to me. Whereas, in, whereas to a, a good coach, the training plans are really kind of an easy thing to do. And so what often happens is two things. <laughs> um, as a coach, I, I have, uh, I think, relatively high rates, uh, per month rates, and a lot of people balk at that and end up not hiring me because of my rates. And it's often, I think, because they think, well, I'm not going to pay that much just for somebody to manage my training program. But what they find with my athletes um, who, who do stick, who do hire me, um, which by the way, most often come from referrals, direct referrals. What they find is that, yeah, the training plan is managed, but so much else in their program is handled and managed and um, and turned up a notch. So we try to optimize every, as a coach, you try to optimize every part of the athlete. Um, and their training program is just one, one part of it. It's a big part in some ways, but it's just one part of what you try to optimize. And so when I went into VeloPro, um, I, I wanted to be able, I wanted to create something that would uh, take away the busy work of making the training program and allow me to work more on the other problems that my athletes have. And boy, there, there's no end to the, you know, every, every bit of one's life affects your performance, your athletic performance. And so there's, there's no end to what, what you can try to optimize and work on. 
Now, what is some feedback that you've received on VeloPro this year, both positive and negative, if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> so, the I guess we'll we'll deal with the good news first, and <laughs> the, a lot of the positive feedback we get is from people who um, who sign up for a trial and they use a trial and they thought they were going to get something that, you know, just sort of sort of statistic program out at them and they would have to follow it. And they realize when they realize it's an adaptive and dynamic program, they just write us and they're like, Oh my God, this is, this is the best. And then, um, you know, we've gotten a lot of great, uh, feedback. We had, um, I got a call yesterday, uh, from somebody telling me that their friend was using uh, Velo Pro and that she ended up winning the overall of her um, local cyclocross series. And uh, she swore that it was due to um, what she thought was perfect planning from Velo Pro. And I, I don't even know, I don't know what level of rider she is. I don't know if she's like a, a you know, a high level cat one or if she's just starting out, but um, she seemed to think it really did the trick. Um, and you know we've we've heard several stories just like that, and uh, that that makes us feel really good. And the other thing is we we get we have a, a certain number of um, event types you, you can that we've that we've sorted out programs uh, programming for because no no two programs are alike. So if you and I, George, for example, um, decide we each want to do a road race on the same day. Um, and we have the same amount of time per week to train and the same days to train, uh, our power levels may be similar, but our programs will be slightly different. And then as we move forward towards our goals and we make the loads or don't make the loads, our programs will become even more different. Um, and then... Actually, it sounded uh, to me, though, like our programs could be very different even though we had the same goals, really depending on our schedules availability to ride. I mean, it takes all of that into account, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Exactly. Um, but even, even, even if we did have the same days and, and oh, okay. hours to ride, our programs would be slightly different just based on, uh, the loads, what that we would be able to do over time. Cause the system essentially learns the rider and the rider's characteristics and then knows how to optimize, like say, your LT days. And if you can't handle two hard LT days in a row, it won't give you that in the future. It'll give you um, something else in between and, and give you your LD, LT days spaced out. That's just one example. Um, so we've, we've gotten feedback like that. And I, I can't exactly remember um, the question. You had. <laughs> I said both positive and negative feedback that you've gotten on VeloPro during this year. Yeah, and so we, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about the, the adaptability of, of the system, and um, we've gotten a lot of requests, actually. that I remember what I was going to say. We've gotten a lot of requests for um, more and more varied event types. Um, and, for example, one is uh, a company that we work closely with called Verve Cycling. They make a product called the Infocrank, which is... Um, which is a highly accurate and highly reliable um, power meter that that measures um, a lot of things that most other power meters don't measure. And so we're building programming in to take advantage of what that particular product can measure. And as part of that, 
they're sponsors of a big European event called the Haute Route in, um, I think oh, yeah. they have one in Spain, one in France, and one in Italy. And you can, they're each week-long stage races, and you can either race them one or two or all three. And if you do all three, they're all in consecutive weeks. So it's like a three-week mountain stage race. And so because they're a sponsor of that, they want us to do training planning programming for that. So that's one big project we're working on now uh, because we work closely with them. So so people really like what we've done, and they they're starting to request more and more stuff. Um, and on the negative end, um, most of the negative feedback we get is around uh, the social component. So um, everybody knows Strava, right? And it's a kind of a social uh, way to interact with other riders. And we have we have plans for a social component, but until we have uh, enough demand and enough data, um, we're not going to and resources programming for that because it's actually quite a big undertaking. And our social component, I'll give you a little sneak preview, it's not like Strava's um, because instead of putting riders against each other, um, we're going to take the data we have and use it to bring riders with similar goals and schedules and abilities as well as geographic location uh, together to ride. So no more, no more two on the front wheeled staring contest. <laughs> <laughs> so We've all been actually, there, right? Well, it sounds like you've taken the negative feedback and turned it into a big positive. This sounds really cool. Yeah, well, that's that's the idea. I mean, so there there's definitely some people who you know who don't really don't understand it for some reason, or it doesn't suit what they're doing. And you know, I think any anybody in any business will tell you that you, you can't please everybody all the time, and um, and we're we're not really trying to please um, anybody but ourselves. <laughs> we're not really trying to please like the majority of people. We're really looking at you know enthusiast uh, riders and racers who, who you know who have goals and who want who don't necessarily want a coach but who want some uh, training structure and training planning guidance. And so I feel like that's a that's kind of a big gaping. Uh, big gaping hole, and that goes back to the question you asked earlier about, you know, are you essentially are you putting coaches out of business? Are you putting yourself out of business? And I, I definitely don't think so because you know we only do part of what a, a coach does, and I think um, riders who are who are hiring coaches are are hiring coaches, and they're not hiring training planners. I think those are two different things. And well, if, by the way, if you're a rider and you've hired a training planner and you're paying them, you know, two or three hundred bucks a month, you should just fire them because they should be doing a lot more than that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if if you're coming up with something that actually puts your other business out of business, you're coming up with the right thing, I guess, because that's still getting money for you in that avenue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, uh, but but it it really isn't, and I, I definitely thought about it, and you know I'm I'm not afraid to try new things, and um, it's just really you know one of the first things I did was I asked um, a whole bunch of my current athletes and uh, a whole lot more of my former athletes, uh, you know I told them you know I don't tell anybody, but this this is what I'm doing, and you know, what, what do you think? Like, do you, do you feel like you would do this instead of 
hiring a coach, given given their experience, and um, zero zero people said that they would uh, they would replace a coach with VeloPro. Like they just they said, well, it's totally separate. And some of them said, well, you know, now that I I don't have a coach, you know, I might pick a goal and and then get a little bit of training planning guidance through VeloPro. But I definitely wouldn't get rid of my coach for VeloPro or uh, you know, they're not, they didn't feel like they were exclusive. They thought they would be looking for one or the other and, and that they didn't really compete. So that, that gave me a lot of um, insight into, you know, how, how, how people regard training planning and how people regard coaching. And that's why I never felt like um, Bella Pro was, you know, putting Elis endurance sport out of business. In fact, it's kind of had the opposite effect, believe it or not. You know, I actually believe you because, uh, not because I think you would be lying, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I look for in a coach is someone who knows me. Uh, the person I use has worked with me for a long time. He knows exactly yeah. how I like to train and will give me workouts that he knows will push me, but that he also is very confident that I can do. Um, mm -hmm. and we just work really well together. It's not about, I mean, I've been riding for a long time. I, I know what you mean about a training planner. It's not that I'm looking for someone to do that. I'm mm -hmm. looking for someone who's going to work with me to make me the best I can be for that season. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of value in, in somebody who, you know, and who knows you and who kind of knows the ins and outs of how you, um, how you, uh, how different circumstances affect you psychologically and then physically. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that there, there are definitely times when 90% uh, of a rider's performance is, um, is dependent on where they are in their head, you know, because you can train your body and you can do your homework and you can sleep right and eat right and you know, do your do your tune up ride correctly and warm up and all that. But if your head's not in the game or if you're making mistakes or if you're wondering, you know, why why you're doing this and why you're not in grad school or something like that, <laughs> you are not gonna <laughs> I did that. You're not gonna um <laughs> perform at your optimal level, right? And no machine can can kind of take somebody uh you know, who's struggling in that way and help them through that. Like that has to be a person, a person who understands them and who understands them as an athlete as well as, as a person. So, so not, you know, Bellapro, I mean, I don't know, uh, I guess I probably should look into it since I'm in technology, but I don't know enough about artificial intelligence to be able to say whether or not a, a machine will be able to do that in the future. But, um, I'm not sure I even want a machine to do that. So in 2016, you know? we're going to be seeing VeloPro.ai. No, maybe one day, but definitely not in 2016 because I know it's only about 16 days away. So where exactly can people go to get some information about VeloPro? Because it really is an awesome program. So there's there's a couple of great places. The first place to start is at the website VeloPro.bike. Uh, and from there, you know, you can get a 14-day free trial. And um, you can also check out our media page, which has links to 
a whole bunch of reviews and write-ups and interviews. Um, and then uh, we've also got a link there to our, our YouTube channel, which has a bunch of videos that we just shot, which were um, our so I'm going to qualify this and say this is our first attempt at videos. So um, nobody's really smiling as much as they should be and a little bit nervous. So um, take it a little bit tongue-in-cheek and have a good laugh. But it does explain to you a lot about what Bella Pro is about. And how about Elis Endurance? Are you accepting new clients? Um, well, it's sort of... The answer is yes under certain circumstances. So... Um, Generally, not not really at the moment. I'm I'm pretty full. I try to limit the number of people I work with to 15, and um, I'm right about there. But sometimes I leave a little bit of room for athletes uh, who who have special circumstances. Um, sometimes I work with economically underprivileged athletes on a scholarship basis, um, and I leave a bit of room for for people who. I've known for years and who call me and say, I really want to hire you as a coach. And so if it works out like that, I'll, I'll consider taking them. Um, but otherwise I'm just focusing on uh, the athletes I have, uh, which range from beginners to world cup cyclocross racers. We're in Europe right now and, uh, and focusing on my camps. And are your camps open to the public or only to your clients? Oh no, they're they're open to anyone, and um, I mean you have to, I think, be uh, a somewhat proficient rider. Although you definitely don't have to be a Cat One or Cat Two or even really Cat Four or Cat Five. There are actually a lot of people who come to camp who are very casual uh, riders who just want to improve their skills and learn a little bit about training and um, what it's like to be coached. And so I have one in um, in May in California, the first through the sixth of May. Um, that's going to be its 10th edition this year, and it's already three-quarters full. So if you're interested, send me an email soon. Um, and then I have one in Italy in September, and that runs September 4th to 11th uh, in Tuscany. I've always heard very good things about your camps. Uh, and tell us the website where people can go to find out information about that and to find your email address. Oh, so that's... Uh, that's all on my website, which is eolusendurance.com, A-E-O-L-U-S, endurance.com. And uh, you can email me at adnan, A-D-N-A-N, at eolusendurance.com, or just go to the website and get me there. So what are your plans for 2016 now that we know the artificial intelligence is out of it? Uh, you're still <laughs> very involved in racing. <laughs> Just what are some of the key events that you're really uh, looking forward to next year? Um, so next year, next year I have what's potentially shaping up to be a really busy year. Um, first, uh, I've been asked to run camps for a large international high-end cycling clothing company. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say right now. Um, and I'm considering those options. There are a couple of European camps, so I might be traveling uh, to, to coach those camps um, in uh, March and April. And then I have my camp. And I, I got back a little bit into, uh, competition-wise, I got back into mountain bike racing a little bit this year and uh, oh, yeah. accomplished my goals. And yeah, and I had some 
some some good results. But more importantly, I had a lot of fun doing it because mountain bike racing is in, in some in some way it's it's less about racing and and more about the road trip and seeing your friends and riding a mountain bike. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that kind of travel aspect of it. And so I think I'd like to do more mountain bike racing. And then of course there's there's camp in Italy in September, which um, for which I'll, I'll probably stay a little bit later and, and, and go to Northern Europe and visit my parents while I'm there. That's all so That's weird my, to me. That's my 2016 I mean, in a nutshell. Here we are in December already talking about next September. I know. Well, the thing is, you got people plan so far ahead these days yeah. that if you don't tell them, they're like, oh, no, I already have plans. <laughs> Well, Adnan, it is always a pleasure to visit with you. It's been way too long, and I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat this evening. Oh, well, that's my pleasure, George. I always love having a chat with you. So call any time. Adnan Kadir of Elis Endurance and Velopro, velopro.bike, elisendurance.com. Adnan Kadir, again, thank you very much for joining us on Over the Top Cycling. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.